0: you ready for this yeah if is the most original and heartfelt movie in years magic like this comes around once in a lifetime this friday experience it with your whole family can we do it again if ready pg get fired up oh yeah performance Performance enhancing enhancing audio. audio this is the state of combat podcast with brian campbell Yeah, instant analysis is upon you from the State of Combat. Uh, How about a few words for you after this UFC Fight Night card in Abu Dhabi, Fight Island? Uh, Welcome to the Figueroa era. Yes, indeed. Davison Figueroa. It only took him two dominant one-sided finish victories over the great Joseph Benavides to become your new UFC flyweight champion. Little less than a year after former champ Henry Cejudo vacated the belt, inevitably retiring, uh, the new era finally begins. It was a stop-start affair to get to this point. We didn't even know Figuero was going to be fighting as recently as a few days ago when he passed a six-day quarantine in Brazil, got on the plane late fight week, made the way, did the deed. Here we are, and wow, wow. Wow. You can do nothing but be impressed by what you saw in that main event. Uh, If you're not impressed already by the voice in your ear hole, it's your boy, the Brian Campbell, B.C. in the house. Uh, This ain't no pay-per-view, but it had implications. So hitting you up with the instant analysis, just the same for the third Fight Island card, Yaz Island in the UAE in a 14-night span for the UFC and this was a big one for the flyweight division. And let's be super honest here about this. Uh This division has had a rough time since its debut in 2012. An all-time great fighter took it over in Demetrius Johnson. But, you know, the casuals were slow to warming to him. His dominance was never fully appreciated. It, it, you know, it didn't help the division standpoint in terms of building names and stars. And I think eventually people kind of got tired of his dominance the ratings plummeted, the The title bouts end up on regular TV like in some ways this one tonight was. But, you know, Henry Cejudo may have saved it by injecting the, a bit of star power during his impressive but brief run there but this new crop of guys and they're really not new. I mean, Davison Figueiredo's 32, but you know, it's really the last couple of years that we're taking him this serious and obviously Joseph Benavidez was in the first men's flyweight title title fight in UFC history, the first title the first flyweight fight of all in UFC. And uh but you know, this could have been that cherry on top for his long journey and it's not. Instead, it's new blood and the the flyweight bouts of late have been fantastic and the two we saw on the main card tonight I mean really got me fired the heck up in terms of what the future brings whether they fight each other next and Askar Askarov's impressive victory uh over uh, Alexandre Pantoja who was number 3 in the division or even if Brandon Moreno slips in there to face Figueiredo he did enough tonight the the Brazilian slugger to to show you he's completely for real now at nineteen and one, he already should have been for real in our eyes, and and you know some people were late to that, me included, in, in terms of really respecting him as a, as a threat. Yet he only has one career loss, only has one career, lo- only has one loss in the UFC, and it came in 2019, and that loss to A. Formiga. He's been great outside of that, but you know he had that big opportunity in February for this vacant title. And he missed weight. And, of course, we know what next. It was a headbutt. It opened up a cut on Joe. And then, you know, you give Davison credit. He sent him to hell after that. A, a An impressive knockout, but a tainted one. We needed to see this fight again. And when you add on everything he went through to get to this point, he had an injury in between the two fights, uh, you know, so the, the false positive COVID test, all that. And then he comes in there and does it even more dominant and one-sided. We did not see the first round that Joseph Benavides had in February, where he controlled it from the outside, quick in and out, all that. Uh, he was uphill this whole fight and, and getting, getting the, the ish rolling back down to him. So here's the deal about your new flyway champion, Davison Figueredo. Uh, he's all that. And then some short, dark and and handsome and 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 he'll bust a nut inside your eye right just to tell you where he comes from and he comes from a as he said in the post fight interview a a savage place in Brazil with uh, animals running free and he says he picked up on that vibe and he did because he's a slugger we know that. But to become the first person to submit a guy as decorated as a 35-year-old Benavidez is very impressive. I mean, Joe's nickname is Joe Jitsu. He is a Jiu-Jitsu specialist. And to see Figueredo knock down Benavides multiple times with power shots, and seemingly, it, it felt more like every time he touched him, Benavides went down. And then to see the savagery that... Figueredo had in terms of the aggressiveness to apply the chokes and to take his back. And Benavidez had a fight through four stiff, like locked in chokes and broke free. But that last one after he got dropped with the right hand, there's no coming back from that. And that was violent. Uh, Figueredo had opened up Benavides right before that that final choke with, with some hard elbows and full mount. Uh, everything about that was violent, including how he put him to sleep to win it. And the ref, uh, you know, Mark Goddard not instantly recognizing that the bout was over because Benavides' body was being, uh, yanked backwards. That's frickin' violent in all the right ways. And that like screams from the rooftops that, uh, Hey, BC, you didn't get, you didn't give this guy a fair shake. All right. And here's the deal on huh, Figueredo. I love him. The swagger, the hair, the, you know, natural, just focused on finishing. He talks trash. He, I mean, he's, he's everything I'd want in a champion. And now we've got some fun f- names. I mean, some h- awesome names. I mean, that, that Askarov fight against Pantoja tonight was, uh, I mean, that was a freaking track meet of, of wrestling and, and, and submission attempts. And, uh, uh you know, if this division is back to having guys we really want to see and, you know, some of these guys got, got some solid personalities there, but even without that, uh, you want competitiveness, and it's it's a, it's a shame because we should have celebrated Mighty Mouse more, and we still can. Down in one championship down there in Singapore, and he's still great, by the way. But that kind of one sided dominance, when you don't have the you know world breaking personality to go with it, can be hard. And you know, to see now that we just got Hungry Savages, I'm I am all in on seeing where this title reign goes. Figueredo wants to be active, and uh, this is a big night for 125. Shout out to them on this night, and of course, shout out to everyone um, ingesting this instant analysis pod. Uh, Five-star reviews if you like what you hear. Uh, Sugar Rashad Evans on this pod every week, breaking it down on the MMA side. Uh, We always hit you in the box with Rafe Bartholomew. Hey, and how about a uh, CBS Survivor special pot I put out there? Look, if you're even a casual fan of of the greatest uh reality and in strategic uh you know competition show and, and Survivor, you're gonna enjoy the the bonus pot I put out this week. Uh we count down the goats with Eric Raskin. Interview with season three winner Ethan Zahn and beloved player and also David Sampson of CBS Sports stopping by there to relive his one and done episode in Survivor Cagayon when his tribe turned on him back in 2014. Don't miss those other offerings. From the SOC. But back into this main event, obviously, we all love Joe Benavis. Great guy. I mean, just a credit to the sport. This is heartbreaking. He didn't get the Michael Bisping cherry on top. He's the bridesmaid, you know, it, it sucks. Uh so was Dan Henderson, but he was Pride and Strike Force champion. So it was Riyar Faber. But you know, he was a dominant WEC champion and a superstar early. Uh Joe never got that. And it's bad luck, bad timing, bad placement. Uh he pushed Mighty Mouse to the limit in that inaugural title fight, lost by split decision, and then got you know pretty viciously knocked out in round one in the rematch. But rebuilt himself constantly, and uh, I mean he beat Henry Cejudo in 2016 in the fight of the year. He's a great fighter, and, he, and and there's there will be no happy ending. Robert Kraft not coming through that door, so it's rough. It's rough for such a great guy, but uh you know. Shout out to the Olivi Benavidez family. They'll get through us. I do like that Joseph, and I've been interviewing him for years. Each time I brought up the whole idea of bridesmaid and bad luck, he always took it well. He always understood the final score. He knows how great of a fighter he is, and he is. He was not in this fight, though, at 35 years old against a guy this focused and determined to take over the division. So we'll see where Figueroa goes here, there. But this was uh, incredibly bracing, at the very least, to see that the new sheriff is in town. And now, uh, look, this fight on paper. This fight card on paper. Pretty good, right? I think it even exceeded that performance-wise. Very entertaining night at the fights. I want to jump down quickly, though, to that flyweight bout I talked about that opened the card. Askar Askarov. You better, if you don't know about Askar Askarov, you better ask somebody, okay? The 27-year-old Russian, I said come in, could be, you know, a future uh, title contender, like, sooner than later. He's 12-0-1. The only one is that draw to Brandon Moreno in 2019. And it was absolutely friggin' savage, a fun fight. You look at the pace that Askar Askarov sets with that cyborg level wrestling and the the you know he's got a great punching style He can switch stances he's technical he is like the most technical savage I think I've seen in a long time I mean you know there's there's this Habib comparisons in some ways, but Askarov even has a more uh polished striking game to go with that. The track meet he put on with Pantoja, who was a number three ranked fighter Brazilian huge motor uh constant uh submission attempts and Askarov breaking free that was fun theater that was really fun. Uh, low key, any combination of fights over the next year between the champion Figueredo, Askar Askarov and Brandon Moreno are going to be hot friggin fire. And that is what you want in a division like this. That is, you know, that is the the identity you now covet and in, in, in want for this. And they got it. OK, Uh fired up, fired up for that. I mean, I can't remember the last time somebody won a title. No, I can't remember because it does happen a lot in UFC. We changed the guard quick. But, you know, when somebody seizes the title, you didn't just win it. You freaking grabbed it. I mean, it was Adesanya knocking out Gastelum is a great example. John Jones destroying, freaking destroying uh, Shogun Hua is another great example. But there was that element, you know. Uh, I've got that feeling once again. I can't explain. You would not understand. This is not how I am, but I am comfortably numb to the idea of this man leading the division and maybe Askar Askarov being next. And that's a big win over Pantoja. Unanimous decision. It was very close. Uh, You, you know, you can argue for Pantoja because of the pace he set, but in the last two rounds, Askarov was too technical and he outlasted Pantoja, who slowed down considerably. Uh, Again, this is the, you got to be in insane shape to put on what these flyweights did. So shout out to them. Askarov coming out looking like a stud in this one. Woo! All right, let's keep the track moving quickly. That's a big win for Jack Hermanson at middleweight. You remember he had the four fight win streak. He was a quasi title contend. You know, title not contender, but uh, you know on the bubble. We got to really watch this guy. And then Jared Cannonier sends him to hell. And you know, I went big on Kelvin Gastelum. I said that's my lock of the week. He, yeah, he was, you know, you know the stats. He was two and three with one no contest in his last six. And, you know, he loses to the elites and, but I remembered the performance against Adesanya. I know that is in him again. He came in here in tremendous shape for this, but this was a crossroads fight. If Gastelum loses, he goes back into the mix as just being another regular guy with uh, more losses on his record than you'd think in recent years. Yet if he won, and if he won impressively, I'm telling you, he's like right outside of that title picture. It's Robert Whittaker after Costa, and then it, you know if he beats Till, and then it's Gastelum for the rematch right after that. That's how this game works. And Jack Romanson needed 78 seconds to tap him out via heel hook. And it's just wild the way that went down. Hermanson goes for an early takedown. Gastelum reverses. It gets top position, looking great. Almost gets caught in the leg thing, breaks it. You're not feeling like it's going to be serious. And then it got serious. And then they tapped out. That's a heartbreaker. When you get into crazy good shape, when you need a win to stay up, and now you're down. And the good news is he's 28. The good news is UFC MMA supports uh, losses to great fighters like this. You can bounce back two wins, but you got to go back around again to get those two wins to kind of reset where he is now. Sometimes you need three depending on the situation. But that's a tough loss for Gastelum, and that's a big win. And it's a weird fight. Anytime you get an early submission like that, especially when the person isn't clearly isn't hurt or injured, they just got caught. He just got caught in that and had to tap it almost feels like, Oh, we didn't really get to see what we were supposed to in that fight. Right. Mir Lesnar won anyone, but you know, it's part of the game. And if you're, if you're, uh, if you are Jack or Manson, you know, you've won five out of six now Uh, going back three years. Uh, yeah, we got to take him seriously. He, he defeated Jacare. He submitted David branch. And now, you know, as we look at the, the hierarchy here, uh, I keep forgetting to mention Jared Cannon, there's name even though he knocked out Hermanson and is in the outside of that title picture looking in uh, and might get it next after Costa for all I know if Whitaker you know wins against till or not and i and I, I you know that 's tough that I keep leading a lot of us do because he 's injured at the moment but uh, hermanson 's uh, taking it you got to take him for real and he 's already got that volume striking game he can wrestle and to see him pull this off it 's a big ass win and that 's a bad loss for Kelvin Gastelum. Uh we also saw lightweight uh, Rafael Fiziev, is it, is that, am I pronouncing it incorrectly? Cause I'll pronounce everyone's name incorrectly. If you give me that chance, Fiziev, Rafael Fiziev, this tank, this modern machine that we saw against Mark Jacacy, who, look, Jacacy's the flashy lightweight who will win some, lose some, win some, lose some. Yet, you know, this was supposed to be his time to prove that he is legit, that he's ready for the top, you know, six or seven guys in the world. Uh, he wasn't he lost a, a, a unanimous decision uh 30 to 27 on 1 29 28 on two cards and he was in this fight and he rallied late and i liked all of that yet fazeev won the night his you know his talent was, I, my tweet jumped up on the screen there. that his talent is glowing through my screen it's just like everything you saw out of him tonight from the wrestling to the vicious leg kicks. Every strike he throws was with fight-ending intensity. And he's just a friggin' savage, yet is so athletic and strong. And he did the Matrix thing again that we'd seen him from his old kickboxing videos back in the day. Played that highlight, by the way, on Morning Combats. Have you seen this shit before and uh, didn't realize it was the same guy? Uh, this guy's very interesting now for lightweight in terms of what we do with him. 27 years old, from Kazakhstan. 8-in-1 as a professional mixed martial artist. And some of those wins have been scattered. He you know did kickboxing along with that, but he lost his UFC debut to Magomed Mustayev. Musta Musta, I will mispronounce your name if you let me. Mustayev. Mu, Mu, Francisco. Fran, that's fun to say. Alright, hey, how about that? That's the only loss for Rafael Fiziev. and uh good God, I'm gonna want to see more of this guy. Second straight win, twenty seven years old, bring it. Bring it absolutely a tough setback, of course, for Mark Dukeski. Looked good at times, but was still the same somewhat incomplete fighter. Remember, he had lost three in a row. Tried to find out how great he can be. Bounced back with two good wins over Joe Duffy and Lando Venata. But this is now back in the L column. What else we saw on this evening? yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Not really. Not really much going on there. Uh. You know, a couple of good good fights finishes. Roman Delizzi at light heavyweight had a really nice first round TKO. Vicious knees and punches to get Kadis Ibrahimov on there, uh, out of there. And a uh, big win for Grant Dawson, getting the unanimous decision over Nad Naramani, catchweight bout one fifty. But for Dawson, uh, he was very energetic afterwards and excited. Uh, still only twenty six and 16 and 1 overall unbeaten through four fights in the UFC plus that additional win on the contender series uh watch out watch out but uh really seriously outside of uh, Figueiredo stealing the headlines it was Rafael Fiziev uh that's a Fiziev that's a tough division as we know at 155 but, uh, I don't know if this was the perfect style matchup. I mean, look, Casey can strike with you. It's not going to take you down, not going to try to do other things, but that was a near perfect performance against a guy who, who was there to win and it was tough. Uh, love that. Love that on this evening. Love you, folks. All right. Uh, you know, I know we're intimate right now. I'm, I'm deep in your eye giving you this instant analysis, but thank you for taking the time. Not going to do the 45 minutes. not going to do, not going to do. What you think I'm going to do, right? Hit you up with four. No, this is a little teaser. Okay. This is a little appetizer. This is like when you take the brewery tour. Okay. And then at the end of it, they got the little sample glasses for you, which can, by the way, can be hit or miss depending on uh, what the brewery's looking to give you. I did once went on the, uh, Miller brewing tour in Milwaukee of all places back in like 2000. God, uh, they had a, uh, so, so solid tour. Then you go to the tasting room afterwards and look, I mean, it's, it's frickin' Miller, high life, right? I mean, it's, you know, it, it is what it is there, but, uh, champagne and beer, shout out. Uh, it was fresh as balls and it was great and you could drink up, I think it was upwards of five sample cups per uh per thing they had on tap so uh yeah we got loaded we got pretty loaded and then they had these uh here's what the best part about this story they had stacks of postcards there like you know solid uh miller themed postcards and you can mail them for free you could just write to whoever you want whenever you want and you know this was pre uh certainly having uh you know cell phone with internet in our pocket so it's not but it, because of that because it was pre information where we need it, you know, we memorized everyone's cell phone and address. And I just remember sending the most, uh, most absurd and inappropriate postcards to people completely drunk and had no idea that I did it to all, to, to, uh, every single one until I heard about it years later. So that was a great story that went nowhere. But, uh, you get what I'm saying here. Um, we'll be back this week, Tuesday. Check out the SOC regular weekly MMA pod, Sugar Rashad Evans, stopping by. We'll get his thoughts on this card, latest news, and we'll look ahead, of course, to next Saturday, July 25th. It just happens to be my birthday, folks. Uh The final Fight Island card, when we get Robert Whitaker and, and uh, Darren Till. Holy crap, right? Big win tonight for Jack Hermanson. Then you got Whitaker Till, and then also, like I mentioned earlier, what was announced tonight. From multiple reports, uh, I believe Combate in Brazil broke it first. That Adesanya Costa will happen September. Uh, oh, yeah, give it to me. Pay per view, probably Las Vegas. That's gonna be that's gonna be incredible. Uh, fun time for the division right now. Okay, a lot a lot of great fights we could make. In the, in the near future. I mean, look, Adesanya Costa is, uh, sex in a box. That's going to be freaking fantastic. If we end up getting, a uh, Whitaker next, for example, rematch would be great. Uh, there's a lot of fun combinations you can make. So that is it. That is it. All right. That is what it is right there. And, uh, yeah, you know, when you don't know what to say next, you probably should. Should close up the shop. Oh, so Tuesday we'll have that for you with Rashad Evans. uh New boxing podcast this week right interview with uh Virgil Ortiz Jr the unbeaten golden boy Walterweight uh one of the potential rising stars in boxing he will return next Friday against Samuel Vargas on The Zone we'll hear his breakdown of uh, the division where he stands in that and all that uh check out that survivor pod i teased you as well in the archives there at The State of Combat and please support what we got going on our sister company Showtime of course producing the weekly morning combat show a combat show like no other folks, myself, Luke Thomas of SiriusXM and Showtime, uh, breaking all things down. MMA, boxing, ridiculousness, current events, pop culture. Uh, there's a special sauce in that show that keeps getting uh, passed in, uh, between viewer and you know, and us. And it's fantastic. All right. So uh, get fired up for that. And, uh, you know, I mean, I won't ramble anymore. Okay. Uh, that's it. VC signing off. B. Campbell, CBS on the Twitter at Brian C. Campbell on Instagram. The SOC. We out. This is Tony Kornheiser show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else.